building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Thank you for listening to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today's topic is, gosh, one that I've spent so much time thinking about and coaching people on. It is winning over challenging customers and why I love the process. And I want to talk to you a little bit about why you should too, and maybe give you a little different mindset on those PETA or pain in the butt customers. And I don't know why you should maybe work to keep them and win them over as long as they're treating you appropriately. I think there's definitely a line that we can discuss as well. Everyone that owns a company or anyone that works in a business in general has encountered those challenging customers. They are the ones that have unreasonable expectations or don't show up for meetings on time or don't respond to your emails or you can't get a hold of them. And you're like, ah, well, they won't review this or they're not responding. So I guess it's their problem. Or those customers that don't trust you or they don't listen to your advice. Or honestly, maybe you just don't vibe with them in your day-to-day work together. I think a lot of people, especially when you're working with entrepreneurs and CMOs like we are, people have strong personalities. They have strong opinions and ideas of how they want things to go. And it doesn't always match perfectly with, you know, you or whoever on your team is working with them. But I was talking to one of my team members yesterday about this, and I thought it was the perfect topic for a podcast because I truly think that there is beauty in winning these people over. Not only is there beauty in winning these people over, but it's the most rewarding kind of relationship that maybe didn't start out so smoothly or maybe that you had to do a little bit of work to establish a relationship or gain trust. A short aside, I feel like people have somehow or for some reason started to believe that trust is just something that should be given. I guess I'm kind of in between. Trust should be kind of given and kind of earned. But I think when you're working with a vendor or you hire a consultant or something like that, there's an element of trust because of their background or their reputation or whoever referred you to them. But there's also an element of you needing to prove yourself. I feel like needing to prove yourself is not a bad thing. And it happens in most situations. Like you don't join a baseball team and they're like, oh, looks good. You know, you have a good reputation and then it doesn't matter how you play. You still have to show up and play and try to do your best every day. And that's exactly how relationships are. You know, like you could start dating someone and you could try to trust them right out of the gate, but they have to really prove that they deserve your trust every single day. And I think that's exactly how business relationships are as well. My companies, honestly, some of our most challenging customers in the past have gone on to become our very best case studies. And honestly, some of my friends. I was writing an outline for this episode and thinking about what stories I was going to tell. And I was like, oh, I don't want to shade any of the 
clients and past clients that have now become truly some of my best friends. But man, they were a pain in the butt when I met them. And honestly, if they're listening to this, they would probably laugh. So it doesn't matter. But a friend, a now friend of mine, we weren't friends when we met, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, brought me his company and he had fired three or four other marketing agencies before coming to us. Now, it's quite possible that they were massively, and I'm sure they were massively underperforming, but it's also, you know, it's a scary situation to to enter. And this guy, you really had to earn his trust. He is a high performer. He has high expectations and he expects high performance and meeting those high expectations and standards from you and from everyone that he hires. And I think that's completely fair, but we definitely butted heads in the beginning. You know, there were some times when I was not extremely happy while we were interacting. And man, after we worked together for like six, eight months and I showed him what my company could do and he started to trust me, we became really good friends. Like we travel together now. He bought another company last year and he said that I was his second call after he closed the deal to tell me about it and to talk about redoing his company's website and an ongoing marketing relationship. That is really freaking cool, y'all. When you can take someone that you didn't really know if you were going to get along with at first and turn it into a decade-long friendship and business relationship where you call each other when you have business wins, that seriously feels so good. And I think it's such a testament to the work that my company did and how we both evolved together. We had another early client that ended up being a client of ours for three or four years and then they were acquired and we worked with the acquiring company as well and he was the kind of head of marketing and the ceo and he was not easy to work with at the beginning either i would sit with him for hours on end to review the work live because he didn't want to review it alone and he had really strong opinions on every word of copy and what design should look like and looking back i know that it felt painful to me at the time and also it's because that company was his baby and he had a really strong vision for what he wanted it to look like he had bootstrapped this company and he ended up exiting it after like 15 years of working in it and i have big respect for him I still run into him once in a while and we are now friends and that's really freaking cool. Whenever we need a referral or have questions, we reach out to each other. And that only happened because I decided that I wanted to win over a challenging relationship, right? I think when you experience challenge like that, you can look at it and say, hmm, well, they don't respect me and you can give up or you can walk away or you can, what do they call it? Retiring in place. A friend of mine told me about this. I had never heard about it, but where, you know, you're just done or you're retiring, but you haven't left the job yet. And so you're just going to sit there and do nothing. A lot of people do stuff like that. They just become disengaged and they give up even though they might not make changes in their lives. I think that when you have a challenging customer or a challenging relationship in your life, you can see it as something to overcome, a situation that you can win and you can win it by winning over that person. And you may not continue that relationship or that business relationship, but 
you will know what you put into it. You will be able to earn that person's respect. And even if it doesn't work out, if you can walk away in a kind way, in an amicable way, that's the absolute best way to do it. So a little bit about how to go about doing this, because I'm sure you're like, sounds good in theory, but (laughs) how do I actually do it? I have a few a few points for you. One is don't take it personally. And that's easier said than done, right? I I remember a challenging client long ago that always thought that all of our designs were pixelated and he would zoom in to like 3,000% and then call the designer and say, this is pixelated. And she called me sobbing at like 11 p.m. one time, like he doesn't like my work. And I think it's really easy, especially when you start getting feedback all the time, to think that it's about you. But it's not. Usually when people give feedback, hopefully it's constructive and that is to make your work better. And if they give it in a crappy way, that says so much more about them than it does about you. The second thing I think you can do is take extreme ownership. Like in every single situation that is a challenge or a customer that you think is kind of a crappy customer, there's something that you can do to make it better. For example, we talked a little bit about those customers that show up really late for meetings or they don't show up. In my mind, that's because they don't see the value. I think that when you see the value, you show up for every freaking meeting. You do the prep work. You review the agendas. When you really respect someone, you trust them, you value their relationship, you show up. Now, if someone isn't showing up, you have to dig for why. And that's the next pointer. Dig for the why. I remember a client that left gosh, it must have been like three, three and a half years ago now. He was totally disengaged and he kept not, he didn't review anything that we sent him. And we were like, there's nothing we can do. This guy won't even respond. Well, when I had my exit interview with him, he said, I didn't understand your processes. I didn't know how to use the tool. And I felt really overwhelmed by the review process. If we had gotten on a call to review things live, I think the relationship would have worked a lot better. But instead of digging for the why that he was confused or overwhelmed, we were just like, oh, well, it's not working and he's not showing up and he's disengaged. No, that's not. I feel like that is placing blame on others. It's not taking extreme ownership and it's not digging for the why. My last pointer on winning over those challenging customers or challenging relationships is get to know them personally. If you have a coworker that you can't stand, get to know them personally. If you have a customer that you think is a jerk, get to know them personally. It's so much easier to give each other grace when we understand why someone is the way that they are, or we get to know them a little bit more. And when you start to feel a genuine affection for someone, it's much easier to assign positive intention to the things that they do. So to recap that how-to, don't take it personally. Take extreme ownership. Make sure you dig for the why, the real why. So double-click and triple-click and make sure you're getting the real why behind why things are happening. And make sure that you are getting to know your challenging personalities personally. I really think it'll take you a long way. All right, that is it for today. Thank you again so much for listening. I really appreciate the ongoing support for this podcast. If you got value out of 
this conversation today. Send it to one person that has a challenging work relationship that they're trying to win over or send it to one person that's working with a challenging customer. And I will talk to you on Wednesday for our next guest. Yay. Exciting. See ya. See ya.